Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Q104, 90s. 2000s and now the Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. Morgan, have you ever heard of the Taylor Swift workout? No. This is a new thing in the past couple of months because Taylor revealed how she got her body ready for the Eras Tour. She started training six months before the Eras Tour kicked off. This is the workout routine. Okay. She got on a treadmill mm-hmm. and she played the entire set list. In, in her headphones or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and she would run during the fast songs, and she would jog or fast walk during the slow songs. Okay. But that's about 44 songs in the wow. entire set list. And now people, since she revealed that, people are doing it. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> Swifties would definitely be on this one. But that is a three-hour workout to run through 44 songs. But now that I've read about it, and, and people are saying, like, this is the hardest workout that I've ever had to do. Like someone is saying that I, I, I had no voice at the end of it. Uh, I, my trachea was hurting. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Um, well, yeah, I feel like running is hard enough. If you add in singing for, what, three hours? For like, three hours. That's crazy. But now that I'm reading about it, I want to try it. Well, maybe don't start with like the three hours. Maybe do like one third of the set list and see how that goes. Do I have to do it exactly the way that Taylor Swift does it? Can yeah. I just can I just walk for three hours? Make and just, some modifications and just have the entire playlist going because I'm not going to be singing either. Well, I mean, th- then that's not the Taylor Swift workout. <laughs> okay, so I can't modify it. Because I don't think you want to see me at the gym singing Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> you can the- sing them in your head. <laughs> right. But again, that's not the point of the workout. You have to sing out loud, just like Taylor Swift does. Um, are you still working out? How's your? Are you still yeah. going to Orange Theory? I am. Still killing it? Twice a week. I really do enjoy it. It's like the only workout class that's ever worked for me. I think it's because, you know, you can see like your... Um, the goal is like to be in the orange zone for however many minutes. And you can see that like on the screen while you're working out. So instead of my mind focusing on how much I hate running... My mind is focusing on, okay, how many more minutes do I need to get in orange? Mm. Like, can I come back down to green for this second? Can I go up to red for a hot second? You know, like it tricks your mind into thinking about something else besides the pain and misery that you're in while you're running. That really is the key to 
a great workout yeah. is tricking your mind. Yeah. I did an hour on the elliptical yesterday, and it's it's just mind tricks that you have to play. Like, how can I entertain myself and distract myself <laughs> right. from the fact that I'm on an elliptical and I don't want to be here right now? Maybe that's why the Taylor Swift workout works for people, because singing Taylor Swift songs make them happy while they're being miserable on the treadmill. <laughs> but again, over three hours. I still I still want to try it. It, it just seems so challenging. Let's do the first five minutes and see how that goes. They make your day. They make you laugh. Morgan and Bill. It's like they've been friends forever. And they're fun to listen to. The Q Morning Show. Q104. That's because I used to be young. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. Good morning. The Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill. All things entertainment. Let's get into a Hollywood dirt sheet right here. Okay, so Emily Blunt and John Krasinski worried fans when some people who watched the Golden Globes saw... It was more lip reading during the Golden Globes. They were on the red carpet, and John said the word divorce on the carpet. And people obviously jumped to major conclusions saying, oh, they're talking... It's like, why would they talk about getting divorced on the Golden Globes red carpet? Exactly. So a source close to uh, both Emily and John assured the media that there are no issues and they they are absolutely not talking about divorce. Who are these lip readers, man? No, they're coming out of the woodwork. (laughs) These lip readers this week, they're looking to see what John Krasinski is saying on the red carpet. They were... Weren't they seeing what uh, Selena Gomez was mouthing to Taylor Taylor Swift? Swift? Yes. It's like, you guys, we need to calm down just a little bit. Let the celebrities have their private conversations. People aren't happy right now with Simone Biles' husband, Jonathan Owens. Um, There was a story a couple weeks ago saying that he did not know who she was when they matched on Raya. And he's sticking to that story. So... It feels like everyone on the planet knows who Simone Biles is, but her now husband admitted that he didn't. Uh, NFL star Jonathan Owens revealed that when he matched with Simone Biles on the high-end dating profile app Raya, he was clueless about her career. Um, However, he was impressed by the number of followers she had on social media and realized she must be pretty good. Fans are like, who doesn't know who Simone Biles is? He's just trying to be like the the tough guy. And he said in his previous interview that he always thinks the man is the catch, which is like, ew, why would you say that in public (laughs) in front of a camera? Yeah, I hope he's being honest because otherwise why invite all this criticism by saying that he doesn't know who his wife was? Right. And NFL dubs Travis Kelsey, Travis Swift Kelsey in a new promo. So this is an official NFL promo video proceeding for the upcoming Kansas City-Miami playoff game. Uh, The voiceover for Travis Kelsey highlights describes Miami's season-long difficulty in covering tight ends, of which Travis Kelsey is one of the league's best. Now they take on Travis Swift, Kelsey's second most yards for a tight end in 2023 at 984. This is like one of those official, you know, those like uh, pregame packages that they roll that are yeah. like 10 minutes long. That's in an official NFL pre-roll thing. I almost missed it. I want to hear it again. And now they take on Travis Swift, Kelsey's second most yards for a tight end in 2023 at 984. Yeah, that's just stupid. It is stupid. And on the video, it's when they say Swift, they cut to a shot of Taylor celebrating in her suite and then like quickly go back to trap. It's like it's old now. It's old. Well, Get that, new material. The NFL K 
can't say that they're actively trying not to focus on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and then allow stuff like that right. to be put out in their whatever it was. <sighs> Come up with some new material, NFL. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more is up at Q104.com. Get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. All right, we have Brett Goldstein tickets. He has three sold-out shows, or actually two sold-out shows, and then a third show just added to uh, the Playhouse Square schedule in April. Morgan has a game. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to put something in my mouth. We're going to debut this game next on the Q Morning Show. Real life. Real Cleveland. Awesome way to wake up. It's the Q Morning Show. So much good music. I love it. 104. Could I want it that way? Q104. 90s. 2000s and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. So comedian Brett Goldstein. My favorite character from Ted Lasso, Roy Kent. He has two sold-out shows already at Playhouse Square in April and just added a third show. We have tickets for that show for you right now. Morgan, what is the name of your game? What's in my mouth? What's in my mouth? (laughs) Today, specifically my mouth. Tell us how to play this game. I have brought an item from my apartment into the Q104 studios. Today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put it... In my mouth and describe it to you. It's going to be hard to understand me, but if you can guess what's in my mouth, what's in my mouth? you're going to win. So you're going to do this right now, right? Yeah, if that's what you'd like me to do. Yeah, do it right now, and then we'll take. We'll start with caller 14. You see, do you see the, the um, object? I do see the object. Do you know what this is? Yes, I do. Okay. So I was going to say, I can't play along and guess because I obviously know, know what that item is. Right. All right, so you're going to insert that item. I don't know item. if I'm going to be able to. Okay, we're going to. You did not practice no. this at home? Uh-uh. Oh, wow. How are you going to describe that? I got it. Ew, it tastes bad. Okay, hold on. Okay. Hey? Yeah. It's a cookie ingredient. Make it nice and did you get all that? There you go. I hope you recorded it. (laughs) 216-474-0104. We'll start with caller 14. If you can guess what's in Morgan's mouth. mouth? And we'll take the first correct caller after that. Good luck. Q104. Q104. 90s, 2000s, and now. The Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, we're playing What's in Morgan's What's Mouth. What's in my mouth? Right now, it's a bad taste. I don't know what was on that thing that I put in my mouth, but it tastes pretty whack right now. So the key words that I heard when you were doing this, mm-hmm. when you had that item in your mouth, yes. the mystery item, I heard you say the word utensil. Correct. I heard you say kitchen. Mm-hmm. I heard you say baking. I think I heard eggs. Okay. 
And I think I heard ricotta cheese. <laughs> I'm not sure. Right. Uh, so let's go to Larissa in Parma. Larissa, good morning. Good morning. You are caller 14. Do you have a guess on what's in Morgan's mouth? It's not in there right I'm now. Going to, I'm going to guess, like, okay, number one, I don't cook, so I don't know a lot of names of utensils. So, you know, when you beat something, like not a spatula, but like one of those whisks, whisk. What? Like you, that? Did you say whisk? Yeah, like a whisk. Yay! That's it! I think we're all stunned you got yeah, it right. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. How did you fit that in your mouth? <laughs> I don't want to uh, reveal all my secrets this oh, morning. Larissa, I'll take a picture of it. <laughs> I don't want to put it back in my mouth. Well, I could just take a picture of the item. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. And put that up on Instagram, at the Q Morning Show. You can see... The item that Morgan put in her mouth. <laughs> I need to go wash it. Awesome. She's saying she will not pose with that whisk back in her mouth. No, I'll pose next to it, though, for sure. You can see the ratio. There you go. Larissa, thanks so much for having us on this morning. Awesome. Thank you, guys. And you have fun. You have tickets for comedian Brett Goldstein <laughs> at the Playhouse Square in April. Awesome. Thanks. I know. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, so good to have you here. Morgan says, I'm not going to like what she has to say. Yeah, you're not. I've been sitting on this for a while, and I wanted to make sure that I had my opinion, that it was really strong and couldn't be swayed, and and I'm not going to change my mind about it, and you're going to be upset. I don't think I'm going to be upset. I'm in a fantastic mood today. There's nothing that you can throw at me that is going to make me upset. So just go ahead and say it because it's not going to make me upset. Um, What's your favorite show? Favorite TV show of of all all time? time? Mm -hmm. Of all time? Yeah. Oh, my. That's why you're putting me on the spot. for Television show? Yeah. Of all time. Yeah. One that you talk about a lot. I do? Yeah. You told me that it was your favorite. Okay. One of your favorite shows. The X-Files was one of my all-time favorite television shows. Not that one. Not the X-Files. Um, Starts with a B. <laughs> Breaking Bad? Yes. Breaking Bad is absolutely in my top ten. I should just write... Someday I'm going to rank all my favorite TV shows, and then I'll be more prepared for this. I'll, I hate Breaking Bad. Oh, stop it. Stop. How far are you in? <gasps> Five episodes. Okay. My wife just told this to somebody <laughs> just the other day. I don't remember who we were talking to, but my wife and I were somewhere, and someone said the same thing to us. They said, I've never seen Breaking Bad. And then my wife's review of Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. or, or the way that they prepped them for it, was, okay, give it time. Because the first season starts off very slow as they build the storyline and everything else. Mm-hmm. But then my wife said, it gets so good after that. Just give it some time. Give it, she, my wife felt the same way. She's like, she was in like four or five episodes, just like you. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know if I can, I can handle the show. But it's not necessarily the storyline because the storyline is what I like. Actually, I don't like the imagery. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like, like the desert Albuquerque. No, no, no. Like, it's too graphic for me. And it's not that it's graphic. It just makes me uncomfortable too much. Like David and I, we were trying to find a new show to watch. He loves Breaking Bad. He's like in the same boat as you. 
and we watched the first episode and like the amount of times that I had to turn my head and look away mm. because I didn't like what I was seeing on the television. And by the time we got five episodes in, I was like, David, I cannot eat my dinner and watch this type of show at the same time without it like making my stomach hurt. Oh, well, if that's the case, then there's may- no hope. <laughs> maybe I should advise you not to keep going. There's no hope, right? Because it's not going to get better. If you're feeling that way about Breaking Bad, about the imagery in only the first five episodes, yeah, you might need to stop. It gets worse? Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, Breaking Bad people, uh, the nursing home scene, oh, hello, gosh. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't, but my mind is running wild. And that's seasons down the road, but once you get there, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean, though? Like, I think so. It's like... I, it's just too much for me. There's a lot yeah. of blood. There's a lot of like stuff I don't want to see between the husband and wife. Like I just don't. I don't like it. Yeah, Paula feels the same way about about TV shows like that. But I think that she trades it off. The trade off for her is the amazing story and the suspense right. and and everything. I, I so I think that she'll tolerate some of that if she's going to be entertained by a great story. I'm out. I'm out on Breaking Bad. bad. I'm sorry. I knew it was going to upset you, but I felt like I was keeping a secret from you. And David's in the same boat. Oh, yeah. David loves it. Oh, he does. So he's going to watch it on his own? He's already watched it. He wanted to do a rewatch. Oh, okay. And he wanted me to experience it for the first time. But we settled on the show Hijacked. Have you seen Hijacked with Idris Elba? No, I haven't seen it. Good show. Good show. A little bit unbelievable, but we're we're in it for the long haul, and we watch it every night. So I just had to get that off my chest. Maybe it was like my own little form of a Cleveland confessional, a Q Morning Show confessional, because I knew you'd be upset with me. That's all right. You stated your case, and uh, and I accept it. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to force Breaking Bad on you. Okay. I'm going to find a new show to force on you, though. I feel better. Maybe Sopranos? <laughs> Sopranos celebrating their 25th anniversary this right. year. Maybe this is a good time to jump into Sopranos. You've got Max. Okay. You, you can s- stream Sopranos. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to get into group therapy this morning. Tina from Maple Heights is going to join us. So she found something. She had her son's phone, and she was scrolling through his group texts, and she found something. She read something that she didn't like. She didn't like it at at all, and that's why she's on the show this morning for group therapy. That's next on the Q Morning Show. Cleveland is waking up to the Q Morning Show. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, good morning. So let's get into group therapy right here. This is where there's something going on in your world that's on your mind, and you would like to talk it out even more. We are here to listen. We are here to give advice if we can. Tina is listening to us in Maple Heights. Tina, good morning. Good morning, Tina. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How can we help you? What's going on with you? Well, let me just let me just say good morning because I'm, I'm really happy that you called because I have this 14-year-old son. And I'm just saying, you know, they get on the phone with their friends, get on. He's on this group chat. Mm. And he's on there with, I find out, a football team, a wrestling team, just a bunch of, not just one, but a bunch of chats. Right. Okay. And I'm, I'm, uh, the deal is, you know, I, I, as a parent, as a mom, I feel like I have a right, you know, just to read through some of these texts. I don't do it all the time, but I did it the other day. And I was reading through one of these group chat things, and I didn't like it. 
Now, it wasn't my son that did it, did the writing, but it was mm-hmm. another boy. And the next thing I know, the text was responding to another boy in this chat. And he was saying, shut up. Nobody likes you and everybody thinks you're gay. And I'm like, wait, just to be clear. This okay. boy didn't text my son. I just want you to know that. Okay. okay. It wasn't your son. Your son did not text that, and the text was not addressed to your son. It was just in the group chat. Right. It was just, a, it was just in that group. Okay. Uh, that they were, you know, they were chatting. And so I decided, you know, I'm going to have to talk to my son about this. And so my son says that, you know, Mom, oh, my God, it's not serious. We're just kidding around. That's just what we do. Um, so I asked him, I'm like, so I just want to know if anybody's being bullied. Because then when you're, you're being bullied in school, anything can jump off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I'm insisting to him that, you know, oh, you know, he's saying, oh, no, gosh, Mom, boys will be boys. It's just locker room talk. You know, whatever, yeah. um, you know, you want to call it. But I personally, I don't like it. So I don't know the boy in the chat room. I don't know his parents. But what I want to know, I would like to just let the parents know about this, the boy's parents, mm-hmm. and just take a screenshot of the, you know, of the text and send it to him. Because my son thinks, oh, my God, you know, you're going to embarrass me if I, if I do this. But to me, I just can't let it go because I, I think, you know, Letting this go could cause more problems. And I'm just going to ask you, what do you think about this? What should I do? I'm confused. I'm not really wanting this to keep going on like this. What do you think I should do? Okay. So you're thinking about contacting the parents of the boy that that sent. I think somebody should know on, on that end. But you don't know them personally. I don't know them personally, no. I don't know anything about them. Okay. Boy, I, Which makes it a little bit more difficult. I feel like, you know, if you had the relationship, you definitely would say something. But you don't know how to get in contact. You don't know how they will react. You don't want to put your son in an awkward situation either. Because it's like if word gets back to the other boys, then your son might now become the target of well, some bullying. True, but if it was my son, I would want the other parent to reach out to me. Right. Oh, interesting. Interesting. 216-474-0104. Tina, I know exactly what you're talking about. I have a 12-year-old son, and we have the same deal. We are allowed to, whenever we want, to take his phone and read through the group chats. And from time to time, my wife and I will do that. Right. I think that my son handles it in a way where we've told him that when you text in the group chats, uh-huh. you should imagine that it's not just the people in the group chat that are reading it. It's the parents, parents too, yeah. because they okay. might, okay. they might have okay. the same deal that, that we do. So I said, keep that in mind, whatever you text, it might be seen by a grown up. And he, right. sometimes when those group chats get inappropriate, he will say something, he will text in the group chat. He's like, Hey, uh, my dad reads this. Okay. He'll kind of police the boys in the group chat sometimes. Okay. But contacting the parents, though, of the boy that put the, especially if you don't know them, I wouldn't do it. I'd be too scared to do it. What about you, Morgan? I don't know. I mean, I don't have kids, so I'm just trying to put myself in the position of, like, if I had children and this happened to me and I was a parent, I think I would tell them. And they can do whatever they want with it, you know? But it's like, at least... You got it off your chest. You got it off your conscience. And now it's up to the parents on how they want to proceed with things. 216-474-0104. Tina's looking for some group therapy. Let's help her out. Next, it's the Q Morning Show.
104, Morgan and Bill. It's the Q Morning Show. It's group therapy going on right now for Tina in Maple Heights. She has a 14-year-old son and recently was looking through his phone and reading his group chats that he has with his friends and stumbled across a chat that was going in a direction that she did not want to see it go in. Uh, it was not her son that texted this, and it was not a text that was directed towards her son, but it was a inappropriate text nonetheless yeah. from a boy who, and I'm paraphrasing here, said something like, nobody likes you and everyone thinks you're gay. Right. And Which, now Tina doesn't know what to do. And as a footnote to this, and, and this is, I'm not going to go too long on this, but it it really bothers me that even today, because I know this happens because I have a 12-year-old son and and boys still use gay as a slur. And I don't understand why that is still happening in 2023. That happened when I was a kid, right. when I was a boy. Right. That was a long time ago. I thought that we have made a lot of progress right. since then. But it's still happening now. And so Tina is triggered by this text and is wondering what to do. Does She, she does not know the parents of the boy that put this in the text. Does she try to reach out to the to these parents to let them know about the inappropriate text. We'll start off with Cindy in Euclid. Cindy, good morning. Good morning. What did you want to say about group therapy? So I think she's right to want to escalate it, but I think maybe the better route would be to go through the school. If this is a chat with wrestling or like other sports team members, then they're all probably at the same school. Take the text, take the information and the names to the school and let them reach out to the parents and kind of loop them in on the situation. Um, and ask to remain anonymous. See, that's interesting. That's a um, good idea. I did not think of that. And, and here's why, Cindy. It's because I didn't think that it was a school issue. You know, I know that it's, it's Tina's son and it's his friends that he goes to school with. But I, I just did, it didn't occur to me that the school would be in any way responsible for, for having to deal with this. So while they're not necessarily, necessarily responsible, um, if it's a wrestle, if it's like a sports group, these are all kids that participate in a group together. It can indicate that other things are happening at school that would be the school's concern. And I mean, overall, we all know how much technology can affect the school environment. So right. if something was to happen in the future of a result, then I feel like the school would definitely want to get ahead of that and ensure that there is less risk. Thank you, Cindy. Appreciate you uh, listening to Group Therapy this morning and chiming in. This should be interesting. Uh, we're going to go to Jake in Parma. Now, Jake, you're saying that you're looking at this whole thing from the perspective of the boy that actually wrote the text. Yes, sir. So, And why is I, that? Not so much from me writing the text, but having a conversation with friends and it getting back to the parents. Um, so I was the kid whose parents kind of overheard some things that they shouldn't have when I was a kid. And it also related to sexuality. Um, but it was a conversation that wasn't uncommon locker room talk, if you will, at in our generation. So it was um, a conversation, not a text exchange? It was a conversation at that point. We didn't have, te- <laughs> we didn't have text at that point. Gotcha. No, I, I understand. Um, I also lived during that time. So what did yeah, your parents so, do? 
so they heard it and they went through the school and they weren't, they didn't keep that anonymity, um, which led to problems for me for the remainder of my school years. I was, I was kept out of things. I was not included in groups because of it, because everyone was concerned that the information or if kids acted like, and I hate to say it this way, but if kids acted like kids of that generation, that um, they thought it would get back to the parents and I was mm. a snitch and things like that, right. which created which created a very uncomfortable environment for me when I came through high school, especially. Um, now, Cindy brought up a really good point. If that anonymity, anonymity is there and they decide that they're going to do it as a larger group rather than keeping it down to the, the people that are included in that text message, then it could be a learning experience for everybody. If it is a team event and the coach is involved, it can be a, hey, team, this is going on. This is not how we want to be perceived in the community. This is how you get that bad reputation. The the sports players that have these scandals going on, this is how that occurs. You know, things like that. Um, To present it to a larger group and hopefully change the environment as a whole. Um, if they're going to involve the school. But that's just my opinion. Okay. So, again, your advice for Tina to go to the school and, and try to tr- to stay anonymous as possible. Yeah. But try to get in touch with the, the parents of the boy is, is what you're saying. Yeah, at least at least the school. Um, the hard part is going to be going through the school to get the parents' information. But, right. you know, if that's, if that's what she feels is best, she's got to do what she feels is best for her child. All right. But, however, I, I think in, in the texts that are coming in, uh, right now at two one six four seven four zero one zero four. If they go through the school or not, I think most people are are encouraging Tina to try and contact the parents. Yeah, and, to do something and let them know that this was on the group chat. However, you want to deal with it. Here's, right. Here's the knowledge. Go ahead and deal with it. Right. All right. Uh, if there's anything further, you can uh, let us know, 216-474-0104. We'll pass that along to Tina. It's group therapy on the Q Morning Show, Q104. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Q104. 
90s, 2000s, and now the Q Morning Show. Morgan and Bill, it's great to have you here. We have Battle of the Burbs coming up in less than 15 minutes. Third Eye Blind tickets coming up. And a Hollywood dirt sheet with Morgan right here. The Bachelor host, Jesse Palmer, and his wife, Emily, have welcomed their first child. The couple announced the birth on Instagram, captioning the picture of the happy family, saying, Our worlds have been forever changed. She's finally here. Ella Rain Palmer. Our hearts are overflowing with love and gratitude. Hashtag love. Hashtag family. Hashtag baby. Hashtag parents. Um, Palmer and Emily Fardo at the time started dating in 2017. They got engaged in July of 2019 and then tied the knot in 2020. This is their first child together. The SAG Award nominees are in. Again, it's Barbie and Oppenheimer all day long. They lead the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Film nominations with four nods each, with both nominated for Outstanding Cast. Um, Barbie also received nominations for Lead Actress, Margot Robbie, and Supporting Actor, Ryan Gosling. Uh, In the TV category, Succession leads with five, followed by Ted Lasso, The Bear, and The Last of Us with four. Uh, The award ceremony will be held on February 24th and then will be streamed live on Netflix at 8 p.m. Eastern. This is interesting because I think this is only the second. Well, no, it's not the second. Netflix has been trying the live streams more lately. They started with the Love is Blind reunion, and that was a epic fail. I mean, epic fail. Right. But then they did, um, who did the comedy special? I think it was Chris Rock, wasn't it? I think it was a Chris Rock comedy special that they stream live. Yeah, and I think that one didn't have as many problems. But to do the SAG Awards, that's kind of intense, right? I think it's good practice for them because the SAG Awards, I mean, who really watches the SAG Awards? (laughs) We said the same thing about the Golden Globes, and it had like the highest watch rate in years. But it seems like the Golden Globes, everybody talks about the Golden Globes and then the Oscars. Yeah, that's true. the SAG Awards always get ignored, so... That's the one that you should practice the live streaming of. <laughs> Speaking of movies, Mean Girls expects a great opening this holiday weekend. The reworking of the teen classic is expected to make between 30 and $35 million over this holiday weekend. The film is based on the 2004 movie of the same name that starred Lindsay Lohan. Um, I don't know about you, but I loved the fact that I saw Lindsay Lohan back on the red carpet for this uh, Mean Girls premiere. It just feels right to see Lindsay Lohan on a red carpet. And it's been so long since we've seen her on one. I was 100% here for it. Anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. Best out of five in trivia, Battle of the Burbs on the way. You could win third eye blind tickets. In Northeast Ohio, we proudly rep our suburbs. But there can be only one winner in the land. Battle of the Burbs on the Q Morning Show. All right, I'm excited to meet our contestants. Let's go to Cleveland and we'll meet James, a graduate of Glen Oak High School. James, good morning. Morning, Bill. How are you? Doing well. Are you doing Nomo for Flacco this week? Oh, man. I'm just excited. Yeah. And you, he doesn't know what that is. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it's okay. We're Nobody knows what it is, James. Don't worry. We're not shaving this week <laughs> to support Joe Flacco, James, but it sounds to, you sound like a rugged guy to me anyway. Yeah, I mean, not really, but, you know, I keep up. <laughs> let's go to, let's find out your uh, challenger here. It's Pam in Macedonia, graduate of Twinsburg High School. Pam, good morning. Good morning. Good luck, everyone. 
All right, James, Pam, your name is your buzzer. It's the best of five question challenge. Third Eye Blind tickets on the line. Here we go with question number one. Walter White is the main character in what TV show? James. James? Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad is correct. Question number two. What do you call the colored part of the eye? James. Pam. James? Iris. The iris is correct. Okay, James, you could win if you get this next question right. Pamela, yet to get on the board. Question number three. In the Flintstones, what was the pet dinosaur called? Pam. Pam? Dino. Dino is correct. Two to one. Question number four. What is the shape of a stop sign? Pam. I heard James. Me too. Octagon. An octagon is right. That's it. You did it, James. Wow, James. On fire. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, You have third eye blind tickets. So you're all set up for this summer, July 5th at Blossom Music Center. Awesome. Go Browns. Enjoy the Browns and the playoffs on Saturday, man. Thank you. You too. Thanks for listening. It's Q104. We'll play again tomorrow. Q104, it's Morgan and Bill. Today is Thursday, January 11th. It's National Milk Day. Did you know that, Morgan? I didn't, but I do now. How many people do you think knew that? Um, not a lot. 1%? 2%? Almonds. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my joke. <laughs> AI? Did that, AI write that one? No, that's actually too good for AI. <laughs> yeah, Someone true. texted me that and I LOL. <laughs> Q104, it's the Q Morning Show. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. Morgan and Bill, the Q Morning Show. Good morning. So I have an update on my social experiment, the wedding ring test. Oh. That kicked off on Monday, and if you haven't heard about this, this is something that's been going on on the show this week. Morgan on Monday was talking about how David, her husband, has been taking his wedding ring off for various reasons, usually at the gym. Yes, and he's forgetting to put it back on. And that annoys you. A little bit, yeah. But ever since I said that to him, he's had it on every day this week, so we're making progress. He's been more conscientious. Yes. But when Morgan was talking about this on Monday, I said, oh, this should be fun. So I took my wedding ring off on Monday, and then it was like, let's do this social experiment. Let's see how long it takes my wife to to figure out that I'm not wearing a wedding ring. And to say something to you about it, right? right? And to mention it. Yeah. So Monday went by. Tuesday went by. Wednesday. Yesterday was Wednesday, mm-hmm. right? At 2.20 in the afternoon yesterday... As my wife and I were sitting next to each other, uh, I was on the phone. I was calling T-Mobile about something to do with our phones. She stares at my left hand, and she's like, <laughs> did you lose your wedding ring? Uh, <laughs> Yay, Paula! <laughs> she got us. What did we say? I said two weeks. You said three weeks. I said three weeks and maybe never. Right. <laughs> but she... her. She, her first inclination was that I lost it. Right. It's like, did you lose? I, I think it's because my brother has lost his like twice now. Uh, and I said, no. I said, I just started laughing. Was, <laughs> she's like, what are you laughing She's at? like, it's not funny. And then I had to explain the whole radio show thing because Paula doesn't listen to this show. 
Um, and so she doesn't know anything that goes on. And so it gives me a lot of freedom to talk about her <laughs> and to talk about things going on in our marriage. What was her reaction to the social experiment? Oh, she, well, she, a little defensive because she's like, you know what? I haven't seen you a whole lot this week. <laughs> so she's like, if I would have seen you more, right. I bet you I would have noticed earlier. And I said, no, it's all right. Hey, she noticed way sooner than both you and I gave her credit for. So I think she she ended up good on this one. Yeah, the experiment is over. If you've been married for 16 years, it's three days before they notice <laughs> that your wedding ring is not on your finger. So she wasn't mad that you weren't wearing it. She was mad because she thought you lost it. Right. She thought I lost it. Yeah. And she, yeah. We don't want to buy another one. That's for sure. Well, it, it's it's so funny. It's like, I don't know how long it takes for your ring finger to go back to normal but i mean look at my i'm t- i just took my ring off oh, i mean yeah, just you can look see at the that. indent i mean that i think that's a permanent indent at this point yeah I mean, it might be that's three days of not wearing a <laughs> ring and it still looks like there's a there should be a ring there yeah i might as well just get like a tattoo or something right you want to get into some more nonsense let's do it that's what the show's all about right i want to ask you about your bed okay And I'm going to ask you the question, and then I'm going to ask everybody else the same exact question, because there's something going on right now, uh, this time around with my son, that is confusing me. Uh, That's coming up next. It's the Q Morning Show. Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. You've got the Q Morning Show, Morgan and Bill. Morgan, I want to ask you something about your bed. Okay. I'm asking everybody this question here in a second, but let me give you a little backstory to let you know where I'm coming from. So uh, around the house, one of my chores is I am responsible for making the kids' beds. Okay. And I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old, and I know that some parents might be saying, you're still making your right. kids' beds? They should be making their own beds. Well, I agree with you on this point. However, I, I tried to delegate that. Maybe a year ago. I don't know how long ago it was. But what it, what was happening was I'd give them the sheets or whatever, and they, would be, they wouldn't make their beds. And so they're essentially just sleeping on uh, mattresses and pillowcases with no pillow or pillows with no pillowcases on mm-hmm. them and, and blankets, and that's it. So they weren't making their beds, and it was driving me crazy. And so I said, that's it. I'm going back to making your beds. But the, the goal is to transition into, especially Will, now that he's 12, to to do his own laundry, and to make his own bed. Okay. So I, I'm still making their own bed, but Will had a request the other day that I'm still thinking about, obviously. He said, can you stop putting a top sheet on my bed when you make the bed? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? So you got yeah. the bottom sheet, and then you got the top sheet, mm-hmm. and then you put your blankets on. Correct. And I said, I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't like the top sheet. I don't want the top Why? sheet. Why? I don't know. And... I noticed that it's on there now, and he kicks it all the way down to the bottom. What? So he just wraps up in blankets. No. And I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like it either. And I said, I don't know why this drives me crazy, but you need to have a top sheet. He's like, I don't like the top sheet. He can't give you a reason besides the fact that he just doesn't like it? I don't know, because I love the top sheet. Right. The top sheet is my favorite. Like, when I'm in the bed, like, there is nothing better than a fresh-made bed and having a top sheet Yeah, it doesn't you. feel complete without the top sheet. It just feels like you're on the couch taking a nap. That's the main difference between a couch and a bed, right? So I floated this out there in a group chat with my friends. And I have, in my friend circle, 
other top sheet haters. No. They don't use top sheets either. Who? Just friends, just friends of mine in the group chat. They don't. Yeah, no. I don't. I don't and what use, did they say? I don't use a top sheet either. I don't like it. I just want the blanket. That is blasphemy. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it either. 216-474-0104. Are you a top sheet hater? Do you not use the top sheet? You know <laughs> Reveal where I, yourselves. You know where I would never do that is like at a hotel. Like if you're staying at a hotel or a motel, no. you need that top sheet because that top sheet is guarding you against whatever the hell is on those blankets. Absolutely. Who knows if they wash those blankets? 216-474-0104. Tell us about... Your bed. <laughs> Do you use the top sheet? Do you use a top sheet? Do you use a top sheet and you don't use a bottom sheet? We want to know right now. 216-474-0104. It's Morgan and Bill on Q104, the Q Morning Show. We're talking about top sheets on a bed right now. So you know what I'm talking about. It's the You've got your bottom sheet, the fitted sheet, and then you have the top sheet. The yes. one that, that protects you from... The blanket. And my son, who's 12 years old, has told me, I don't like the top sheet. Stop putting a top sheet on my bed. I don't want it there anymore. And it bothers me that he doesn't want one for some reason. Like, it it kind of drives me crazy. It's like, no, I want you to have a complete bed. Yeah, it doesn't feel like you are going to sleep if you don't have a top sheet. And then I've realized I may have tapped into something here because I have some friends in my circle that also say that, they don't use a top sheet either. And now we go to the phones. Vanessa's in Seoul. And Vanessa, good morning. Good morning. Top sheet hater, is that you? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm team no top sheet. What? <laughs> okay, so you, you have the bottom sheet, and then you just have blankets on top of you. Yeah, yeah. So I'll compromise, because my husband loves a good fitted sheet on top of that. Yeah. Uh, and and I can stand it. I think it's a sensory thing for some of us who are team no top sheet. It's too much fabric. I feel like engulfed in the bed. That's the point. <laughs> I want to be engulfed in the bed. So how do you make it work in your marriage where... Your husband wants the top sheet, but you don't want the top sheet. Yeah. So if we need an extra blanket, you know, we'll grab that. But it's like we also have that. It's like he likes it frigid. So we have that fan running like 24-7. Right. But oh, that's a whole other thing. It, that's a whole that's the yeah. whole other morning. Topic. Yeah, it's but, for sure. Right. But I, I love just the cuddle of the comforter with not the extra fabric. I mean, now, compromise at hotels, I'm with you guys on that. Lord knows what's in those comforters. Half the time, we do not use that, like, fold that stuff down. So we will. I will use the top sheet at, like, a hotel or something like that. Mm-hmm. But at home, uh-uh. Team no top sheet. And this has been and your I whole life? I've, you know what? It's been since childhood, and I think I've created this within my kids because my husband's like, what the heck? Um, yeah, so we have, like, all these extra top sheets just folded in our... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a... Br- the, the linen closet at my house is... Yeah, it's got mismatched top sheets and bottom sheets, and now... Yeah, now I'm now I'm buying sheets, and I'm not even, even be using half of them. Uh, Elizabeth and Menor. Elizabeth, good morning. Good morning. What happens at your house with the top sheet? Okay, so I'm with you guys about hotels as well. Okay. Like there is, I we do top sheets. 
However, when my husband and I got together and we're 24 years married, he was a top sheet hater. He could not stand it. And I loved the top sheet. But we kind of had to compromise, and he ended up winning the battle. So now he has converted me by default into being a top sheet hater, with the exception of hotels. Okay, it sounds like the compromise was he just got his way. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but but, but I get to have the fan on, so we get the fan, and he gets the no top sheet with just the top with the comforter. Oh my gosh, we have to get into a, the whole fan discussion oh, someday. That's a whole nother. Do you, have a, do you have a fan in your bedroom? Um, we don't, but uh, it's an ice box yeah. in my apartment at all times. Kelly's in Shaker Heights. Kelly, do you like the top sheet or do you not like the top sheet? I love the top sheet, but I can tell you that in Europe there are no top sheets on any of the on, on the beds. There's only uh, like a duvet with a comforter. My teenager hates the top sheet, though. Okay, all right. So no. th- this is like a generational thing now. It's like that Gen I, Z. I Gen Z yeah. is is rebelling against the top sheet, right. and uh, is that true, Morgan? Yes. With the- Because David and I are having this argument right now. We want to upgrade our bedding because I've had the same bedding since I've lived by myself for five years. And we're like looking around and he's like, we just need a duvet, a duvet. I'm like, we don't need a duvet. Like, we just need a comfort. And he's like, no, you guys have all this extra stuff. Just get the duvet. And it's it's been a huge (laughs) argument in the household. I love the duvet as well, but I need the top sheet to go on the underneath the duvet. Agreed. But in Europe, you will not get that. And there's some U.S. hotels, some Marriott's that are going to just um, a duvet as well. Yeah. Yeah, here in America, we have top sheets. All right? You're, well, in, a, you're in America, Depending Jack. on what uh, household you're in, that's proving to be not true. Someone in the text, Dennis from Avon Lake, te- texted in, top sheets are bougie. Bougie! Okay, fine. I'll take it. Yes. Yes. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> I can't wait to get into that fan discussion someday as well. Q104. I wish I found Q104, 90s, 2000s, and now. I know we talk a lot about Taylor Swift, but I want to tell you about the Taylor Swift workout that I found. So that's coming up in about 10 minutes. Let's get into the rest of what's going on in entertainment. Morgan has a Hollywood dirt sheet. In an official NFL promo video for this upcoming Kansas City-Miami playoff game, a voiceover for a Travis Kelsey highlight describes Miami's season-long difficulty in covering tight ends, which includes Travis Kelsey, one of the league's best. But in the video, they call him Travis Swift. And now they take on Travis Swift, Kelsey's second most yards for a tight end in 2023 at 984. Could that have been a mistake? No, it was like they want it to seem like a mistake because Mm. it's like Travis Swift. They cut to a a video of Taylor cheering from her suite and then he goes, Kelsey, you know what I mean? Definitely not a mistake. Yeah, definitely not a mistake. But like the joke is so old. I'm so over it. Whoever read that didn't really sell it. Yeah. You know, I mean, sports announcers are like that. Yeah. Where they add their own little catchphrases and everything else. But that guy didn't really, it didn't seem like he committed to, to saying Swift there. It's better with the video because it is supposed to be like a little subdued. It's not mm-hmm. supposed to be like in your face, but it's still like, are we going to be doing this forever? Can we please? Until they get married. It's enough. 
Um, the Bachelor host, Jesse Palmer, and his wife, Emily, welcomed their first child. They made the announcement on Instagram, um, captioning a picture of the healthy family, saying our worlds have been forever changed. She's finally here. Um, if you watched the Golden Wedding last week, Jesse Palmer was still hosting it, and he was like, my wife could be giving birth at any moment. And people were like, why are you hosting the Golden Wedding? Like, go at home. Be with your wife. Apparently, he made it back in time. Um, they've been together since 2017. They got engaged in July of 2019 and got married in 2020. Um, this is the first child for the Palmers. And Mean Girls hits theaters tomorrow. The film is based on the 2004 movie of the same name that starred uh, Lindsay Lohan. This is a reworking of the teen classic. It's a musical. It's expected to make between 30 and 35 million over the holiday weekend. Anybody in your life excited to see Mean Girls? I mean, you're mostly surrounded by boys. Right. I don't even think they've seen the original Mean Girls. <laughs> no, no one in my circle. I mean, that came out when, like 2004 or something yes. like that? Okay, so 2004. Yeah, there, there was no one really like super excited about Mean Girls. Yeah. It's much bigger in my friend circle. Yeah. I mean, no surprise there, right? Yeah, I guess. I said earlier, even seeing Lindsay Lohan, because she went to the premiere party in L.A., um, seeing her on the red carpet, just, it's such nostalgia. Oh, it makes me feel something in my heart. Uh, anything else you need, Hollywood and more, is up at Q104.com. You can get it there and always on the free Odyssey app. You could be the one flying to Las Vegas to see Kelly Clarkson. We've got a chance for you to qualify coming up after 9 this morning. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the Q Morning Show. I love it when I listen to it in the morning. It gets me amped up. Real life. Real Cleveland. From the 1-800-HURT-NOW traffic center. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.